Hi, this is Coach Gray of Carney Bulldogs. You're listening to 102.7 KPGZ, Carney's Community Radio Station. He looks to throw, looking deep downfield. He's got a receiver open. It is complete. That is Stevens for a touchdown. The Bulldog Radio Network proudly presents the Coach Gray Show on 102.7 FM, Carney's hometown radio station. And now, here are the hosts of the show, Mike Davis, Jim Dickerson, and Coach Josh Gray. And welcome to the Coach Gray Show. I'm your host, Mike Davis, along with Jim Dickerson and producer-engineer Brian Watts, and we have the Coach in studio with us today. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you much. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you. Good, good afternoon. It is afternoon, isn't it? Goodness, you, you, you threw me off there. I was Five ready. minutes. Well, I got so excited talking about the 42-14 uh, conference victory, which was really important by the Bulldogs, last week as they handed Winnetonka their first loss of the season. Well done, fellas. And uh, look, that was a game, we talked about it just a minute ago. Uh, I can't mention everybody's name on the team, but they deserve to be mentioned. That was a team victory. It was. You know, I, I think we really had, um, you know, uh, in preparation for the game, kind of getting re, refocused, if you will, um, and going into it, it was uh, everybody was, was hitting on all cylinders and, and, you know, really showed. I think, obviously, on Friday night, uh, came out and took care of business, and, and um, you know, it was, it was a, a total team victory for sure and I mean, in fact it's funny you say that we talked about that you know talking about the scout guys and everybody in preparation i mean and it takes that and uh you know it's it's always good to recognize and make sure everybody understands that it was a total team effort right. and team victory and um that's what it's going to take for us to continue um you know as we can continue to uh, to grow as a as a as a team this year yeah jim you and i talked about it during the the broadcast uh, last week and you mentioned to me, you said that this team doesn't look anything like. No, one of the seen. things I thought was, I said, this is a completely different team than what we've seen. Right. I mean, even, you know, the first week, it was a, it was like everybody came out, everybody was clicking and everything was hitting on all cylinders. And it, you know, even, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later, but when uh, Laughlin was running, it wasn't just Laughlin. You could see everybody on the O line was where they were supposed to be, and he had some enormous holes. Yeah. So, O-line did a great job. Yeah, everybody, everybody stepped up on that one. Let's go to that sound, Brian. Toss back to Laughlin. Laughlin to the near side has running room down the near hash and into the end zone for a touchdown. Laughlin yard touchdown run for Garrett Laughlin. Laughlin is showing some kind of speed on that outside. I mean, he has been able to just turn the corner on the edge and get upfield. He tiptoed along the sideline in those last three yards and took it right into the end zone. Really completely untouched. He is showing some kind of speed tonight. Once again, that... Absolutely some kind of speed, Coach. Uh, Laughlin had 247 yards. It was clearly a breakout night. And... uh, you know, uh, the, the the guy just seems to get faster. He does, you know, and that's a testament to him, his work ethic. And I know we've talked about that before, but, um, you know, he, he trains pretty hard and, and you know, he, he kind of gets stronger as a, yeah. and, and gets a feel for it and gets a rhythm and, and you get into a rhythm like that. And um, he's able to obviously showcase what he's able to do. And, um, you know, testament to the O line and, mm-hmm. and and even the receivers blocking downfield. And, we're we're going to get to them. Yeah, that. yeah. We're, we're going to get to those guys. And in fact, uh, good that you mentioned it because uh, I picked up an article from the Courier, and uh, they had 
evidently gotten to him uh, before we did, but uh, he said we didn't get a chance to talk to him. But the courier did, and 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 this quote. I, I mean, I'm just gonna. I got to read this because it, you know, to me, it's just, it just says it all. It, you know, Garrett Laughlin says we just ran it up the gut and established the running game before anything else. I have to give credit where credit is due. My offensive line just created wide open holes, and that's exactly what we talked about all night long. Yeah, you know, and and you know, listening to him talk like that when he gets interviewed, and yes, and and a lot of our guys, you know, they're so they understand, you know, the team, and they understand what it means to be a part of the team, right. and 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 what it takes for you know an individual. Obviously, the running back, the quarterback, yes. the wide receivers get a lot of the, the credit, and um, but it's the big naughties down inside that yeah. that really. Yeah. allow you to you know for them to be successful whether they're opening up holes or giving protection uh to the to, to Ian and the uh, as a quarterback or or whatever that is and you know um that's good that, that that they recognize that because those guys do work their tail off down inside there and um they take a lot of pride in themselves and and as a as a group as a unit as a whole um they they really take pride in that did did it seem to did it seem to click with them um how so everybody looked better individually because the team was playing better cohesively as a group. Right? Did it seem to kind of click with them? This is the way it should be, and yeah, this and, is awesome. <laughs> and that was, you know, sometimes things that, like you, you look back to the beginning of this season, and then you know, uh, game one, and and you look at game two and game three, and where we were at, and all of a sudden, it, it they kind of realize what it is that we need to do. Um, I don't know if the multiple, you know, after however many times as a coach, you tell them, you know, kind of what, you know, what we're needing to do. But finally, you know, they kind of really um, buckled down. It was really an eye opener, to be honest with you, I think, for them um, back to practice and uh, that last week and, and going into the game and, um, you know, what what it is that we really a want. And I know we talked a little bit about it, you know, uh, last week, but. What do they want from the season? Obviously, the season's far from being over. Oh yeah, um, and there's a lot left to do, and and you know we're we're taking a step in the right direction, but you know, kind of refocusing themselves. And man, this is not what we are. This is not what we're capable of. And um, everybody did a nice job of, of gelling, and and we're taking steps in the right direction. And that's the important thing, you know, is you know uh, each week that we show improvement, and you know I think I think we have. We had a little setback, I, I think, and we kind of refocused and regrouped, and um, now it's going to be on a making sure we're consistent in what we're doing and consistent in our practices and consistent when we go out to play on a Friday night. Right. I no, wanna, oh, go, I was going to say, because I, I know you're absolutely right. Mike and I were looking at each other we, we right out of the it. gate. We were like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, this is a total reverse of what yeah. it was. And um, we, we talked about it a lot before, but, um, you know, like when Laughlin ran – um, it wasn't like he was having to do it all himself. Yeah. And you could right. just see the whole line moving the way they were supposed to. And yes. It was I, really, it was fun to watch yeah. from I, where I, we were. <laughs> we, I, I want to continue on this theme uh, with the offensive line uh, because, I, and I've got, uh, let me talk about Ian Acosta, and then we, we want to go to a sound, sound bite uh, after that, Brian. Uh, but Ian Acosta, the, your quarterback, was 9 of 14 for 122 yards, and he had two rushing touchdowns. Now, what does that tell you? Yeah. I mean, that quarterback's getting in on the on He the can fun. scoot around pretty well. Right, and because – why? Well, because of the offensive line. Uh, let's, let's go to that sound clip, Brian, because I think it, 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 it talks about it. 
Once again, eye formation this way. Austin is going to keep it himself, and he's going to push his way into the end zone for a touchdown. The offensive line of the Kearney Bulldogs was responsible for that touchdown. Those guys just road graded, and I mean absolutely tore that defense of the Winnetonka Griffins, just, just tore a big hole in the middle of it, and it was clear sailing for the touchdown. You saw Ian Acosta lean forward, but he really didn't need to. They made such a huge hole for him. He just walked in, basically fell forward. The extra point kick is up, and it is good. And with 6.35 left to go in the first quarter, your Bulldogs have taken a 7-0 lead over the Winnetonka Griffins. You're listening to the Bulldog Radio Network. Now, that was a goal line situation for Winnetonka. So, you know, you usually bring your your, your big package in there, all the guys, the, the, the big heavies in there. And, I mean, there were, they were nowhere to be found when, when Acosta took the ball and just, you know, kind of – he didn't expect it to just sort of scoot into the right. end zone. Right. But it was just so apparent. It was so clearly obvious that the offensive line of the Kearney Bulldogs w- was dominating. They were. And, and that goes back to the whole drive. I mean, that was a nice drive that we put together, I feel, you know, to start things out, to get us that kind of got us clicking and got us going and, and get that confidence booster and, and that kind of momentum to, uh, to, to keep kind of, or to continue to go and, and to get us kind of started. So, um, yeah, they did a great job. Uh, that whole, you know, that first series there and, and that first drive and then capping it off with, you know, hey, it's on the goal line. We need to punch her in. And they did. Yeah. Can we talk about capping it off for just a second? Uh, I want to give a little shout out to uh, Breedlove. Yes, sir. Those, Let's do. those extra points were perfect and they were spot on and every one of them was co- so consistent. And I told Mike and we talked a little before the show, if we get into a situation and I hope we don't. But if we get into a situation <laughs> where there's two seconds left right. and we have to kick a field goal, I don't feel too bad about that. <laughs> well, as long as it's within reason. If it's like 70 yards, that, that, might, be a, that might be problematic. That might be we, we, were so, joking. we were joking that we found Breedlove on, a, on an NFL waiver wire. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, he came out of nowhere. He and, did. He's done a great job. And, and you know, it, he just, you know, kind of started being able to – I don't want to, you know, feel a little more comfortable and, and being able to be in a, in a situation like that and, and you know, obviously stepped up and done, did a great job. Yeah. So, it, that was, it's, and it's fun to watch him, especially, you know, look, when you're winning, it's a lot of fun. But to just put the icing on the cake with, with a, a perfect kick, and we talked earlier about it today, that, and I said, man, those things were, you talk about splitting the uprights. I mean, it looked like, that that ball was shot out of a deer rifle because it was yeah. perfect. It was. I, he's I mean, got a kind of leg on him. Yeah. And full disclosure, I was kind of hoping we'd get into a situation where it was like fourth <laughs> and we had to kick a field goal because I just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. We never did because you guys <laughs> yeah. kept scoring, and I was like, okay, don't score here. I just want to see if we can <laughs> yes. do it. Yes. Well, I think you um, can kick it pretty decent. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, but not, I, I don't want to put a whole lot of pressure on it. Right. It'd be like the whole, you know, uh, Super Bowl rest yeah, on this let, one. Kick. Let's put it this way: uh, you, you have seen him. You, you've seen him kick along when at practice. I know you have. I'm not going to ask you how far. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, man. yeah he does a good job yep, and all yep. of our kickers we we're we're pretty blessed we have right. we have uh uh quite a few kickers um that have done a great job for us this year and and he you know it's, it's kind of funny you kind of have some specialty guys within that specialty position 
um, that that can do a couple different things and and do a good job. So yeah, I think it was it was Tom Earl. Yep, Tom Earl. Yeah, that got into the act the other Luis night. Garcia. Yeah, there's another yeah, one. Yeah, right, Garcia. Right. There's another one. So what? Not to dwell on this, but for the older folks in the audience, like ourselves, <laughs> um, we were talking about when we were in high school. Uh, you didn't kick a you, kicking wasn't even heard of in high school and really not even in college. I right. mean, it had to be a crisis situation before you try to kick, and then when you did, it was more comical than anything else. But now, yeah, to go get kicking's that, actually yeah. become an important yeah. part of the game. Yeah. When did that change? Well, when did they got, you guys get they a got, manual revision or well, something? When you got rid of the square toe shoe that you right. had to run off the sideline to go put on your foot to go oh, kick yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, no. Well, but, soccer. And, yeah. I, I'm it, it's taken off, and, and yeah. you know, that's part of it probably. But, you know, it, it's such a crucial down, obviously, whether you're kicking the extra point or you're, kicks, or you're kicking a, you know, a field goal. Um, every point is so huge. Um, not that it wasn't back then. But it wasn't, but, it wasn't considered it as wasn't, huge back then. Right. Or, it, I guess it was, but they you didn't think of it. I you guess didn't think of it that way. Yeah. I was like, eh, if I get it, we get it. If not, you know, whatever. I know we very rarely we had a kicker uh, <laughs> back then, and you know, was, you have to kind of look out. The, the lineman would have to kind of look out. They never <laughs> knew where that ball was going to go. So there's a lot of two point conversions. <laughs> I understand, <laughs> but yeah. Well, Our kickers are pretty dang good. I, I should say so. And, uh, again, uh, keeping with the offensive lineman theme today, I just want to mention these guys, Coach. Uh, you know, we've got Evan Pace. He's your center, right? Yep. Number 55. By the way, I think he was your trenches player of the week. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Evan Miles, number 74. I got Hayden Page. He's number 78. Jesus Ruscher, uh 68. And then I don't have numbers on these two, but Kiefer Huff. And Caden Dunlap are both. Uh, they they come in yep. come in and out. Yep. Uh, yeah, they do a great job. Right, and right. you know, I know we talked about the coaches last or last week. Uh, coach Packus, our old line coach, does a does a great job with those guys, and has got a lot of energy. And those guys definitely feed off of that, and 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 really do a enjoy practice and and enjoy enjoy their craft, if you will. Yeah, and and <laughs> and it's fun to watch from where we were too, because you just. In it, it, you know, listen. A lot of times, you, you see a guy that's running what two hundred forty-seven yards. Garrett Laughlin. I mean, talk about a breakout night, right? And and you, you know, it's easy to just focus on that guy. And uh, you know, credit to him again for, for for giving credit to the offensive line. We saw the holes. We could see a, an off tackle play. We could see an off you know a, a more inside play off the guard. Right. And it just the the holes were so wide open. And they you know and they. Um... Over the last couple of weeks, kind of thing, and a lot of a lot of Garrett's yards, you know, some of that was after contact, or he'd lower his shoulder yeah, and get yeah, through, and no doubt, you know, and uh, our O line play clean clicked up a little bit and cleaned up a little bit, and you know, we performed how we were, you know, kind of uh, we talked about how we kind of mm-hmm. have to do our job, and they they really did a nice job, and um, you know, they understand the expectation, and um, you know, we're definitely growing where we need to to grow, and and we'll continue to to do so throughout. Yeah, you just wish, uh, and we're getting ready to go to break here, but you just wish that uh, there was some way you could call these players' numbers, you know, every down <laughs> and just say, you know, listen, this this play would not have happened if not for, you know, 74 Evan Miles or right. 55, the center, you know, getting the calls, getting the defensive calls and things of that nature that you just, you know, we don't have time to call them, but, man, we sure appreciated what yeah. they did the other night, and it showed. You're listening to the Coach Gray Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We've got a few messages and from our sponsors from the Bulldog Radio Network. Stay with us.
You love the programming? Say a special thank you to the underwriters like these who support KPGZ. The Kearney Chamber of Commerce wants to thank you for supporting our local businesses. Kearney's friendly and authentic small town atmosphere is created by our people and our distinctive shops, restaurants, and services. Local businesses contribute to our quality of life and to the character of Kearney. Shop local, eat local, enjoy local. It takes you to start the trend. Support the local businesses who support the area where you live, work, and play. This message sponsored by the Kearney Chamber of Commerce. Mail-in rebates are a pain. Fill out the paperwork and hopefully you'll get your money in six weeks. Kent Porter here for Porter's Building Centers with a solution to mail-in rebates. Ace Rewards from Ace Hardware. When you become a member of Ace Rewards, you'll get all the rebates instantly at the register. Plus, you'll earn points with every purchase, good for even more money-saving coupons. If you sign up today, we'll give you 1,000 free points just for joining. One more way Porter's and Ace save you money. Porter's Building Centers in Kearney. Porter's, we're here to help. Singleton & Son is a company that's ready to help you maintain and improve your residential or commercial property. We're family-owned and operated, which means we do all of our own work and we build our reputation with every job we do. Your satisfaction matters to us. Dirt and gravel, snow and ice, lawn care and landscaping. Singleton & Son is dedicated to providing Kearney and the surrounding area with quality services. For more information or an estimate, you can visit our website at singletonandson.com or call Jerry Singleton at 816-3 Six five eight two two zero. I'm Sean Barber, owner of Stables Local Kitchen and Patio in Kearney. Stables is a Kearney thing. We are all about our Kearney community. We love to be the place where people get together. Stables features a full menu with a scratch kitchen, offering lunch and dinner options, as well as a weekend breakfast starting at 8 a.m. on Saturday and Sundays. We are big believers in keeping it local. Stables has been a proud member of the Kearney community for almost 20 years, and we are very appreciative of the ongoing support from this wonderful community. You can check us out online at stables816.com, and Stables is part of the True 816 family. Eat, drink, local. Welcome back to the Coach Gray Show. That was Jim Dickerson on air drums there. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. I uh, do what I can. A- ability to, uh, <laughs> to to play no drums whatsoever, but it sure sounded good. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I uh, want to talk about a young man, number four, Carson Frakes, had a 51-yard reception. Unless somebody got that number wrong, that's a long, long touchdown pass. Uh, that was Acosta's longest completion of the night and uh, talk about Carson Frakes we called his number a lot yeah Carson had a great game he uh stepped up um you know he, this is a second he, he played last year obviously um and, and and was in on in some games and uh this year you know I think 
at times it was kind of a breakout game, if you will, for him. I mean, he uh, stepped up to a test that week, this last week, and and really shined and and obviously showing what he's capable of doing. And and for him, uh, uh, that was a, a good 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 breakout game for him. And, and definitely looking for some uh, that continued success for what he does because he works hard in practice. Um, you know, as a receiver. Uh, you know, sometimes you get your number called and sometimes, you know, either you're covered or uncovered or, right. you know, kind of depends on, on whether you get, whether you get uh, your number called and, you know, he was able to get it open and, uh, and Ian was able to find him and just had a, a had a great game and very proud of where, where he's at right now and in the direction he's headed for sure. I think that's the difference between this year and last year from what I can remember. Um, he's finding ways to get himself open. Right. And uh, where last year, you know, the coverage might have been a little bit better. I don't know, or it, you, you just don't know why. But it seemed like he was more of a secondary player last year. Where this year, when I see what is it again, number four, line up, right? And, and Jim mentions it. He's a threat. I. It's exactly. He's definitely right. a threat. And, and I look for him to yeah to to get the ball. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I think he had. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he may have had a, a, another nice run after catch where he did a little tiptoe. Uh, along the sideline yep. to gain himself uh, some extra yardage on that particular play. He kind of brought a little swagger to his game this right. week, last week, yeah. and 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 that confidence in himself. And you know, we obviously knew that that he's very capable to be on the field. Right. Um. He's a, he's a good athlete, and you know, it just he was able to kind of kind of build off a couple of those catches and do a great job. Yeah. You, you like to see uh, somebody that lines up that you have a lot of confidence in, and in fact. Has some confidence in himself. I mean, right. you mentioned swagger. That's well, that, a big, big part of it. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, another uh, really good uh, player that we're starting to see, and I, and I see this guy as sort of in, in that development phase, but, I mean, he had a rushing touchdown. It was Logan Ariano. And uh, he's he's another sophomore. I mean, let's let's talk about his progress. Yeah, L- Logan's really kind of you know come along. He's he's a, a good athlete. Obviously, um, he's a good track runner. Um, and you know, I think for him was getting up to the the tempo and the speed of of varsity. And, I see. Um, the, you know, there's a there's a difference between you know whether you're playing freshman ball or JV ball or varsity ball is a little different, and just as you go through the the different levels. But um, you know, he he's done a great job and and definitely shown that he's capable of of executing and and doing things on a Friday night. And you know, I think. With him, that's another thing. Is he's a he's a competitor, and loves to compete, and is you know obviously that shows um, with, on on the field on a Friday, but also during the week. You know, I mean, in practice, he's not afraid. I mean, he's hopping in and and doing you know effectively running routes and effectively running the plays, and and that particular play he scored on you know was able to kind of showcase some of his speed, and um, which is. Which is nice. <laughs> it absolutely is. I mean, well, we talked about it before. You know, you have it. There, there's there's track guys, right. and there's uh, right. track guys who can convert. That they can play football, to, and to, he's to, he's right, one of those right. kids, and he's going to be he's going to be a successful football player as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, uh, we like calling his number. It's one of those things where I don't know, Jim. When we're we're kind of scrambling around, you start to get to know you know some of the guys and memorize numbers. You know, even though at my age it's tough to memorize pretty much anything, but uh, <laughs> I think I forgot my phone number. <laughs> but uh, when we see somebody new, you know, who who brings out a play like that and, uh, and actually, you know, runs it across the goal line, scored a touchdown, right? Man, it's exciting because and, and it it says, you know what, we're going to have this guy for two more years. And it's you know, it's fun to see you know 
not to interrupt you. There, sure, but, no, no. But it's your you show, know, it's coach. Fun to, well, it's it's fun to it's fun to watch. You know, those younger guys, some of those sophomores, right. step up, and you see and you watch. You know, it's funny. We always tell them that we see everything that they do. I mean, yeah. we film everything at practice, right. and you know, I'll watch the scout team guys just as much as I'm watching the you know the varsity guys run what they're doing, and you yeah. know, what do we need to get fixed? What needs to get cleaned up so they can see you know the good things they're doing, or you know, some things they need to improve on. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing as you evaluate the the scout team that's that's doing that. You're evaluating, you know, are they are they stepping in the right direction as a scout team guy, whether they're running our stuff or, you know, an opponent's stuff, they're still playing the game. They're still using, the, you know, they still got to tackle. They still got to block. They still got to run routes. They're mm-hmm. still doing, you know, run the ball. They still got to, you know, execute the play. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the times it's some of the same plays, just maybe a different formation or a different whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to evaluate some of the talent that we have coming in that that's younger right now is, is fun to watch because you can see them progress from, from week one or even Jamboree week or even right. through the summer from that point to where we are now, just, just in that, you know, four or five week time frame that, that they're, they're getting better and you can see it. And that's, that's obviously great. Yeah. It is kind of funny because the amount of time between like say the Jamboree or, and now, or the summer for that matter, really hasn't been that long, but the progression may you, you think it's been a lot longer. Right. It seems like it's been like six months, eight months or something, but it really hadn't been that long yeah. at all. Yeah. We're, it's, we're, so, we're still in September, you know, and uh, yeah, hard, hard to believe. It's hard to believe. It, it absolutely is. Hey, I did want to mention the, uh, your team, uh, Players of the Week. Then I want to talk about our Stables Player of the Week uh, for this week. Uh, but, you know, here's Tucker Studi. We, we've got him down here as your spe- special forces, and I'll just go through the four of them. John Walters, I don't know how many times we called his number the other night uh, on defense. And then, of course, offensively, it kind of goes without saying. I mean, Garrett Laughlin, number 32, tore it up. And then Evan Pace, we get to talk about him again in yeah. the trenches. I mean, all four of these guys, Coach, I mean – you know, start wherever you want. I mean, I, we've talked a little bit about uh, Garrett and uh, John Walters, but I, right. I mean, we watch these guys, and Tucker Studi is another one that uh, we that I've just kind of seen sort of come come of age, I right. guess, this year, where he just, you know, you can tell he's and he out does there. a great job he, on he, special teams, and and you're gonna he gets it, he does, yeah. and he's got a drive to him, and um, you know, he, he's learned so. I mean, it not to go back again to what I just said, but from where they're where they started to where they're at in such a you know i guess a short time um of of the season thus far of where they've pro- progressed from you know running our schemes whether that's on special teams offense or defense you know just where he's where he's come specifically yeah. is and and understanding the game the flow of the game and 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 what we're asking to do and be able to continue to do that is um has done a great job and you know it's the same thing with john you know john's all over the place and and walters and and has done a great job for us defensively and on special teams and you know he's an athlete that um you know just does a just is continuing to learn and and to understand and just like they all are but um and then be able to go back from prior knowledge from week one you know maybe it's a formation Mm -hmm. um that you saw week one or week two or you, you know you can't cover everything. You've got to be able to retain it. And he does a good job of getting the guys lined up in the back half of the of the defense, and and you know obviously is around the ball and and a, and a ball hawk, and and is and, and has done a great job of understanding you know run fits and and some of those things, which is huge from a safety um, to be able to identify run pass and, and things like that. And you know double nickel our uh, our center, um, you know <laughs> he he is a. a 
I can't say enough that he's such a, uh, to put it all in a word, I mean, he is such a hard worker. I mean, that kid, it doesn't matter what day it is in the weight room, um, he comes out just sopping, you know, from working so hard. And it doesn't matter what day it is. Um, he works really hard and, you know, kind of anchors the O-line there and making the, makes the checks and the calls of, of what front we're seeing defensively and, and communicates that to the rest of the O-line and, and, and just does a great job there and um, is as strong as an ox. And, I mean, he's, he is a, a, a powerful kid and um, smart and, you know, takes pride in what he does and is always ready, uh, ready for practice and ready, ready to go play. Just, you know, loves the game of football. Just like, you know, and that's, I think, with high school, um, you know, just because there's, you know, very few – they go on to the next level or, right. you know, depending upon what they want to do. Maybe they don't want to be, uh, go on to play college football and they want to pursue something else, which is, which is great. But they all, sorry about that, <laughs> put my hand on the table. They all, uh, they all love the game of football and they all, you know, love playing high school football together. And that's what makes, you know, those high school football teams that are good makes them great because, all the kids love to play it and they love to be around each other and they love to, you know, work together and go compete together and they love what we're doing. And, you know, it's just a, uh, when you get guys like that, that are, um, you know, willing to sacrifice the things that they sacrifice and, and the things that they go through as far as workouts and things, that's, you know, that's, that's what you want. And, and he's one of those kids and, um, you know, it's just a, it, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, and just going back, of course, to Garrett Laughlin, you know, he was your, your Iron Man, uh, you know, yeah. the, the champion, the, yeah. the, the guy that worked basically. Our Iron at, Dog. Right, Iron Dog. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that, that just, that's just fantastic yeah. work that, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody works hard, but, uh, and, and, and you say he, he broke the record, right? yeah. the, the points record yeah, for Iron did. Dog. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and it shows, obviously. I want to go back to, to John Walters just real quickly because you talked about him being an athlete. Uh, he, along with uh, your other uh, secondary unit, I mean, all those guys, yeah. it, it, what I see week after week is that they're, they're just, you know, you, you use this term, they're flying around, but it's not random. I okay. mean, these guys are, they're ball hawks. They're, they're getting to the ball. And I think, uh, and even with a slightly, this unit may be a little bit younger this year, I don't know for sure, but I, it just seems to me that these guys, well, you had a good coverage unit last year. These guys can cover a receiver, and they stay with them. And but for a couple of, uh, I'm not going to get on the refs here, <laughs> but there was maybe one or two flags thrown last week that I That's thought, is. you know what, I know it's a judgment call, but I looked we'll at it. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> right, and I, and I just, I honestly, I felt like that was perfect coverage. And, uh, and I don't remember who the player was, but I even mentioned it to Jim. I do. Uh, so, <laughs> number one, uh, one of them was Buster Lawrence. Yeah. He seems to be everywhere. He does. And he is great at uh, following the ball and getting it knocked down. And he's he's been within inches of a nice interception or two. Um, uh, John Walters probably didn't sleep well after the last oh, game. that's right. Because <laughs> he, right. didn't he have the ball that went through his hands? Yeah. And, oh, and, and we were just kind of like, yeah. oh. He wants it back. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the those guys were everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. That's what I'm talking about. If you're in the position to make the interception, uh, then you're doing it right. 
You know, and and you just got to catch the ball. Oh, but there isn't there isn't anybody in the history of football uh, who doesn't have oh, that dream man. of you know. Even when we had uh, Bo Brinkley in here, he talks about yep. his dream, and he he's a long snapper. Yeah. I mean, the chances of him intercepting something his days it would have to be weird. <laughs> we could have, but he said even now he has these dreams of all this stuff yeah. happening. So yeah, you you wait for that moment, and then oh, when that moment it, meets you, and yeah. you. John will have more moments. Oh, I don't. John will have Listen, definitely have a lot more moments. I have no doubt he, about uh, that. Yeah, they they do a good job back there, and you know, talking about Buster, um, he's playing with a lot of confidence, and right. and and you know, and that's great. And it's the same thing with John and and with Tucker, uh, Tucker Studi, and you know, Dawson Miner on the other side. Um, you know, has has done a great job, and um, you know, I, I think those guys, you know, are a testament to buying in to. You know, defense is pretty simple. I mean, get lined up, you know, your alignment, your assignment, and then get to the ball. Wherever the ball is, get there as fast as you can. And, um, you know, that, that's pretty simple. Well, it sounds right? simple, but we, we've seen <laughs> what happens when it doesn't go job. as planned. Yeah, sometimes that, yeah. <laughs> Matt, I point you to the Chiefs last year. Well, um, yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. What I do want to talk about, though, is our Stables Player of the Week. Which was our your nose tackle coach, yeah. uh, Colt Post? Because it, here's a guy, the young man that we we call number fifty seven all the time. Why? Because he's in the backfield. He is messing with the quarterback nearly, nearly every down. And uh, when I hear number fifty seven is at least in on the tackle in the backfield, and uh, and making the you know quarterback hurry up and get rid of the ball early and throw it out of bounds or whatever, just so he doesn't get pounded to the ground. Uh, I can look at uh, Colt Post, and that's probably it, that's probably where it all started. Uh, we did have an opportunity to to visit with him after the game, um, and, and again, as always, what does he do? He gave complete credit to his teammates and the coaching staff. Now, there's no big surprise there, but <laughs> what team does that to a man, to a player, every yeah. single one of them? So we we loved that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, with regard to Colt, our Stables Player of the Week, uh, there were a number of mishandled snaps by the Winnetonka quarterback. And, you know, it, one has to wonder. And, in fact, it was one of the reasons that we, we pointed to Colt for, for our, our weekly award here because, I mean, to tell you, he was in that interior line all night long and it making life miserable for the center. And that ball would just kind of just sort of pop out and it didn't look like it had any juice on it. Yeah. And, and the poor quarterback was scrambling around trying to, trying to make sure that he, that he could get the ball, at least get – possession back getting lining up you know across from cold post head to head there uh, i think for any centers you know got to be in the back of the head maybe not initially not knowing him but he's yeah he is uh he definitely i would say had an impact on a lot of those he you know he's he's got a motor on him he loves playing the game of football he's got a smile on it the fun, he's got a smile on his face all the t there's not a time that i see him in a day and what a great kid you know um Nice as can be. He's so polite. I mean, just like any of the guys, I guess. But you know, uh, to to boast boast on on Colt, he just uh, just a great kid and another kid that works his tail off in the weight room. I mean, if you see him, you know he's not a very tall kid, not a very tall guy. Well, he even joked. He about said that, he's five seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because his number is five seven. <laughs> <laughs> just interesting. But, and can you put up his picture again, Brian? 
the picture. I don't know if you can see this, but you talk about the smile he has. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah. Look at I that. Mean, that's, <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that that's is, him all the time right like, there. That is like a poster right there. Now, and let me tell you, that that is a screen capture from the video that we that's, shot right. in, in the yeah. interview. And I, I looked at that, and it's like, man, that's your senior picture, dude. Yeah. That, <laughs> That looks great. He loves yeah. he loves coming to compete. And yeah. he's, a, he's a heck of a wrestler as well and just loves that. I mean, he's a physical kid and and yeah, you don't want to be in a phone booth nope. with him cuz nope. he'll <laughs> he, he'll you're using terms that a lot of these kids don't even know what that means. Yeah, I guess, Do they know what a phone booth is? Uh, probably not. You're yeah. probably right. Well, we're not going we're not going to be making any <laughs> calls from a phone booth in the near nope. term, I'm sure, but we do need to take a break. Let's uh Let's let Brian get uh, his commercials in line for us and uh, stay with us. You're listening to The Coach Gray Show. Stay with us. Say thank you to these local underwriters who support KPGZ. Since opening our doors, TDR Auto Plaza has made major changes with a full-service department open to the public, and we have brought in more late-model and low-mileage trucks and cars for our customers. We know there's a lot of places you can buy a vehicle, but we're your hometown dealership, and we're there for you when you need us most. We've been helping our neighbors drive dependable vehicles and save money year after year. TDR Auto Plaza, 801 North Country Avenue in Kearney. The phone number is 816-903-3300. TDR your hometown dealer changing the way used cars are sold so we really want porter's corny body shop to be your true neighborhood body shop yeah but most people have heard that before what's different about porter's your vehicle is a big investment we know that when something needs fixing you want to know it's going to be done right and that you're getting the right deal too so how do i know porter's is more than just words You'll get neighborhood service because we are your neighbors. Whatever the maker model, our job is to keep you on the road, not in the shop. Porter's Kearney Body Shop, 104 West Main Street in Kearney, 816-628-5621. Porter's, where customers have been driving away happy since 1982. Hey, it's Mike. My team just pulled off the biggest upset ever. Nice, Mike. And some fans are getting crazy. They even flipped over a car. Whoa. Turns out it's my car, though. Oh. But I don't want to be upset right now. I want to know State Farm's going to take care of this, right? We got you covered, Mike. Yes! Woo! Go with the one that's here to help life go right. State Farm. Tracy Tucker, State Farm at 751 Watson Drive, Suite D in Kearney, Missouri. 816-903-5550. Football players know linemen are vital to the team. We know that too. Platt Clay Electric Cooperative's mission is to empower communities and energize life with safe and reliable energy. And a vital part of our team working to make this happen includes our dedicated linemen. From building new lines and services to restoring your power, even in the worst storm conditions, our trained linemen are vital to the success of your cooperative. Platt Clay Electric Cooperative. For more information about our services, you can visit us online at www.pcec.coop.
And welcome back to the Coach Gray Show. Before we go any further, we need to uh, give some changes for tomorrow night's game. First of all, it is homecoming, so we're looking forward to that as we play the Grandview Bulldogs. I do have a problem with Bulldogs playing Bulldogs. We'll <laughs> yeah, do, you have, later. do you have your uh, homecoming dress? I do have my dress all (laughs) picked out, and uh, Mike will be putting on my corsage, so I'm looking forward to that. I hope you picked out a nice one. I told you the one I wanted. Uh, The thing we need to make make sure everybody knows is that uh, they, because of uh, what weather might or might not happen or some thunderstorm or something like that, but the game has been moved up to 5.30 p.m. The gates open out at the stadium at uh, 4.30, and the pregame show for the radio for us will start at... 510. So game time is 530. Pre-game is 510. Gates open at 430. Tailgating starts tonight, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna work. Um I know there's a the parade hasn't been changed as far as I know. We just talked with Pete uh, Chaston, our station meteorologist, who, by the way, for those of you who asked is really a meteorologist. We don't just make that up. He truly is. We make up a lot of stuff. We make up a lot of stuff, but not that. Um, But uh, the the last indication we saw is that the rain might hold off till like after 10 o'clock, which would be a beautiful thing. Um, So we wouldn't have to worry about that. So one last time, we'll talk about it before we leave. Game at 5.30, pregame at 5.10, gates open 4.30, Do you have any questions for me? No, sir. Okay. (laughs) Mike, you may continue. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, I think that's important information. Uh, If It looked like somebody was trying to call in, Brian. I don't know. I saw the flashing light. We're just ignoring phone calls now? Oh, good. All right. Uh, He has other responsibilities This guy is busy. Listen, when I say he's the busiest man in Kearney, I mean it. He really is. I see him work right here. Uh, I do want to talk about the defense. I haven't forgotten him, Coach. Uh, well, we actually did a little bit because we talked about Colt and uh, Colt Post, and we had a, you know what was funny? We had a post game with, with Post. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, to cricket, some people, cricket. to some people, maybe. Yeah, Brian, yeah, Brian's telling me, get, move along, move along. Uh, but again, when you see this team play defense and, uh, you know, trenches are secondary, it doesn't matter. Your linebackers are fast, just fast, fast, and they're hitting hard. Uh, couple of guys that come to mind every week. Uh, Corbin Bevan, listen, we give out an award every week. Uh, you know, it's called the Stables Player of the Week. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> he helped me. He had to sort of mouth the words. Here's, here's the way it is, Mike. And But listen, seriously, Corbin Bevan is a guy that, I, I mean, every single week, he's the middle of your linebacking crew. What a stud. He, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. He's, uh, you know, not only, he, not only a great, good football player, great football player, yeah. but he's a great kid, you know. That's what you and, like. And, you know, he's one of our captains. And, you know, I think when last year when he started playing uh, for us, was our Mike Linebacker last year, and how far he's come from that. Just in, he wants to be such a student of the game, or I shouldn't say wants to be, he is such a student of the game. And does such a great job of wanting to learn and wanting to get better. And, you know, how can he improve and how can he, you know, get himself in a better position and, you know, makes the checks on defense, makes a lot of the uh, different adjustments that we need to do on the field. And, um, you know, just does a great job and flies around as a great leader out there for us um, as our as our Mike linebacker. He's one of those guys that when you you look at him out on the field, he looks like a football player. (laughs) Oh, he looks the part. man, And he plays the part. That's a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and one of the things I was going to bring up, because we, we do get a lot of questions about how we pick the player of the week, the Stables player of the week. Yeah. Um, and that, so just so everybody knows, because I know I heard some people asking about it, the the players that the coaches pick and the player of the week that we pick are totally separate, totally independent. And we actually pick the Stables player of the week at the game that night. And it is not an easy choice. No, and in not. fact, we had... Uh, we had all these names uh, at one point, mm-hmm. just full disclosure, uh, we were like, let's just do the whole O-line. <laughs> we actually <laughs> we, talked, we about, talked that. about that. Yeah. And then we talked about Breedlove, and then we talked about uh, Colt, and then we talked about Laughlin, and then we talked about Acosta, and then we talked about the guy at seat 34-6 down here in the <laughs> in the blue section. Um, no, but the whole team did such a great job. It is not an easy choice, and we uh, – we went on and on and on about it. So the whole team really it was it was it was not easy. That concludes my report. Well, on I that. can imagine you guys do the you know your Bulldogs players of the week, right. uh, and and obviously you've got special forces, defensive, offensive, and trenches. So at least you can pick four. But but tell us about how your decision you know, make process they, goes. And they all do, like you said, yeah. all do such a great job. And uh, you know the offensive coaches get together and they kind of talk about you know who's kind of separate themselves maybe a little bit this week and um you know uh, as we kind of go through some point totals and some different things in that but and it doesn't necessarily always come down to that you know i think um you know for us it's you know who stood out the most maybe maybe not the most points um as far as how we kind of grade out everybody but um you know it is and it's you know it's it, when it makes it when it's difficult to choose or difficult to to select who that is um, that's that's typically a good thing, right? Um, you know that means that we're going in the right direction, and and that's what you wanna you wanna have. It's not just one guy every week, or it's not always, you know, it's it's everybody growing together and and headed in the right direction uh, through the season. So L- let me just as an example, uh, I, I'm going to go down to a number of tackles, and I'm just I'm going to talk about total <laughs> tackles. So these may be assists, and it may sure. be uh, solo tackles, but and again, John Walters, top of the list here, nine tackles. Uh, Buster Lawrence, five tackles. Uh, Dawson Minert had seven tackles, but he also was was a talk about a guy that can cover. I mean, that guy was all over the place. He's really stepped up a lot this year for sure, and yep. definitely strengthened up our our secondary. Yep, KJ Smith, uh, another sophomore, five tackles. Let me go down the list here. Corbin Bevan, we just talked about him, eight tackles. Tucker Studi, eight tackles. Colt Post, five tackles. I mean, you know we. 66 tackles coach. I I mean this you just We're getting there. You can't you can't say enough about this defense. Yeah, you know, they've they've really stepped up, you know, you go back to back weeks where you're giving up a lot of points. Um and typically that doesn't happen. Um when I say typically over, you know, obviously that's not our expectation. Uh but when you when you make some mistakes or you you know, you're not where you need to be and and, and obviously that that happens. The one thing I think that clicked with them is, uh, you know, to, to, to play with some passion, to, to kind of have some energy out there and to, you know, not be afraid of making mistakes. Um, you know, that, that kind of shows in it. And we're getting where we need to be. We're not there yet, obviously, but we're definitely stepping up and taking a step in the right direction. Yeah, and you talked about, uh, when we talked about the Stables Player of the Week, um, one of the things we talked about was uh, that uh, – of the de- we 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 actually talked about the entire defense at one point yeah, because yeah. you you lose track a lot of times that um 
you lose track that the defense is really doing their job because the score's right. so low. Yes, yeah. So. And that's that, and that's you know I, I think now the the key for us you know moving forward from last week and going on you know to this week and and continued is to make sure that we're consistent with that consistent in how we played and you know you just not able to do that one game it's got to be right. repeated action over and over yeah. of the little things that you did uh, to be consistent um, to put us in a position where where we want to be defensively we've got about seven minutes left here uh, I, I want to get our chamber. Carney Chamber of Commerce play of the game in here because this this was an amazing play and it was a fun play to watch and uh, you want to go ahead and set that up that sound Brian Knight drops back to pass he's under pressure he tries to move forward breaks free the ball's bunged up into the air and caught by Moore Moore is going to break free he runs forward and he gets down to the five yard line he fumbles and Carney recovers Absolutely amazing, and Moore is limping off the field over there, number 24. That ball was batted up by a Carney defender. It went up probably 20 feet in the air. Moore was right underneath it, turned around, knocked off a couple of uh, defenders. The Carney Bulldogs recovered it, and here we stand. The recovery is credited to Buster Lawrence. Good for Buster. Right place at the right time. All right, uh, that's the play we're trying to talk about here, and I, and I mean uh, that – to be able to watch that, and 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 I'm listening to Jim Dickerson <laughs> make the call as this play is unfolding in front of me, and that number 24, uh, Moore, I believe was his name, was uh, was quite a player and a tough guy to bring down. Oh yeah, really good athlete. Uh, but the ball just randomly popped up. Somebody, one of the Carney Bulldog defenders, got a, got a hand on it and batted it up in the air. Now I may have exaggerated the 20 feet, but it was every bit <laughs> every bit of 15. Yeah. And uh, and then when Moore turned around. Uh, he was able to, you know, sidestep a couple of defenders, and uh, the next thing I knew, uh, Jim saying, "Carney's got the ball." Carney, because rec- I, I thought he's he's going to the end zone with it, and uh, and I and it was not Tucker Studi, uh, Buster, 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 yeah, Moore. Buster yeah. recovered yeah. it, yeah, and, yeah. When you're around the ball, right? When you're around the ball, good things will happen, you know. And then uh, on defense, if you're at the ball, you're good. You're you know that's that's a good thing, and the, the more you have around the ball, the better it is. You know, and you, uh, when opportunities arise like that, um, you know, stepping up and creating a turnover and and then capitalizing on it is is huge. Yeah, and definitely a big momentum play. So let's talk. We've only got a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit about what's coming up tomorrow. <coughs> Grandview yeah. is, uh, and don't forget that game starts at five thirty. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, it'd be a shame to show up at seven o'clock. Oof. What's happening? Uh, but Grandview, uh, depending on which stat you want to read, is either zero and three or one and four. And um, but talk to us a little bit about Grandview. What do we got coming up? Grandview is, uh, is has got some uh, phenomenal athletes, and you know they've got uh, some great skill kids. Uh, the quarterback is a is a dual threat guy. Can throw the ball pretty well, get it downfield, and then also um, can run it with his legs and does you know does a great job. So we're going to have to be definitely disciplined. And, um, making sure we're keeping him in the pocket and keeping him hemmed up inside, and and making sure that we're you know uh, assignment sound and and what we're doing. And is he the uh, same guy that they had last year? They got that... a quarterback that was uh, the original quarterback, I believe, got hurt. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, and I, I could be wrong, but um, I believe he got got injured a little bit, maybe. And then uh, so this is uh, uh, another quarterback that came in and, and has done a done a good job for him and um, put some points up last week um, on Pleasant Hill and. Um, you know, uh, we just got to be disciplined in what we're doing and, and continue to, to focus on us, uh, continue to make sure that we're 
um, consistent in how we're playing and consistently where we need to be and, and, and bringing that energy uh, defensively. You know, they've got some, they got some uh, D linemen, a couple interior D linemen that are uh, very quick and, and, and pretty decent sized. And um, so our O-line is going to, going to uh, have a task at hand for them uh, this week uh, to, to continue to open up those holes for, for Garrett or uh, whoever's back there. And, um, and then obviously the pass pro. So, you know, it's a, uh, they're they're kind of right now a little you know their first two games I think believe they 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 lost but they've they've come back and won last week pretty big and so they, they're definitely a big play team um, but yet can can still grind you down with 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 some of their big alignment that they got with the running game. Well, you've got some obstacles coming up as well in that. So you, it's homecoming. Yep. So you got the parade at two thirty. I think it is two o'clock. Two thirty. I think it starts at two. two. Two starts at two, yeah. Um, you've got the change of the game time. Uh-huh. You've got all these outside forces. What are you doing to corral all that? Hey, man, easy peasy, <laughs> easy peasy. Hey, it, 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 it just bump it up a couple hours. We're ready for practice. It's about like practice time almost. You know, I mean, it, uh, our guys do a good job. You know, our, our coaches and, and the kids, for that matter, um, of understanding when it's you know when the time says you know it's. 2:45 we eat we eat at 2:45 when we have our meetings or I mean that that cycle doesn't change everything just kind of gets shifted a little bit but you know what we do is what we do and 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 we we'll, we'll be fine yeah and you got to prepare for that because I know later in the season when they start to flex the schedules yeah. to get you on the primetime game we got that <laughs> coming up so yeah but you know and, and and our kids are are you know able to get through those little obstacles like that of you know game time change I mean it's no different from you know if we're uh, you know when it was when it was hot, and you know I say when it was, it was last week or whatever, <laughs> yeah. yesterday when it was really hot <laughs> yesterday or whatever. But um, you know, being able to adapt from you know the length of practice or you know from where we're practicing, are we on the game field today? Are we on a practice field? Oh, we had to go to a gym one day because of the heat. You know, some of those things. Our kids are able to. They've been there and had some adjustments to their schedule of you know what typically would a practice day or a game day would be like. So, you know, our, our kids do a good job of, of understanding to be a little bit flexible and um, it's for the best thing for them and, and for the game. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I think we'll be fine. I think, you know, it's just preparation. Just flip your switch a little earlier. All right. So tomorrow night it's homecoming. And what time's the game start, Jim? Uh, that'd be 5.30. Be sure you get pre-game, there early. Or our, uh, yeah, our pregame starts at 5.10. The gates open at 4.30 tailgating start no i'm sorry the parade starts at two breakfast is at eight o'clock <laughs> nap time is at three in the morning i guess i don't know i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna head out to the stadium now and yeah. then i'll just be ready to go be nap, ready to roll. be good to go and nap time is uh, just in a few minutes for me <laughs> i just want to be clear about that you've been listening to the coach gray show every thursday at noon we do that we bring the coach in studio and we listen to everything that he's got that's in his brain uh, he won't tell us everything but we hear a lot from him so join us again next week Thursday at noon for the Coach Gray Show. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you later. Go Bulldogs!